Good morning. Welcome to all students, faculty, and staff, and everyone who is here doing Zoom. Now, please bear with us as this is our first Zoom chapel, so if we mess up, it'll happen. May God bless you today. I am Kristen Oliver, and I am part of SMT, which stands for Student Ministry Team. I am here with the other SMT members and our campus pastor, uh, Joanne Gier Giardo, to join us and celebrate our first chapel service for this fall 2020. Today, we light the peace lamp, and in doing so, we remember Jacob Blake 
and the people who are protesting his unjust shooting in Wisconsin. As we begin this morning, let's start with an opening prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for letting us worship together today, in person and online. I invite you in our midst. Open our eyes, ears, and hearts. I call everyone together, filling us with your Holy Spirit. I pray for protection for all those protesting in just across the country. Amen. Next up, we'll be singing a hymn. The lyrics will be on the screen, but if you have your own hymnal, feel free to open up to number six in the blue hymnal. Our scripture reading for today is from John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
Good morning, I'm campus pastor Joanne Gallardo. This year's campus theme of passionate learners also coincides with our campus ministries and chapel theme of vibrant faith. The scripture that Elizabeth just read talks about having life and having it in full. This can seem almost ridiculous right now. How can we possibly have a full life with how things are going right now? We can't read facial expressions with our masks on, and some of our friends we just can't see at all. And we're supposed to stay six feet apart. Some of us are worried about getting sick or our loved ones getting sick. And it seems that this can't possibly be a definition for a full life. And first off, I want to say that it's okay to grieve that loss. There is an element of connection we're missing, and it's okay to be sad about it. At the same time, we don't want to limit ourselves as to what a full life can mean. Even though we are limited in what we can do socially, we can still connect in ways that can make our faith vibrant. This just might be your semester to cultivate an inner life with God. While that might not mean getting to sing with others or gathering in the same ways you would if there weren't a pandemic happening, one of the positives of having more alone time or just maybe even more down time is to be able to cultivate your spiritual life. And there are many ways that you can do this. While some things come easier for introverts, extroverts can easily find ways to fit in with this inner life. Journaling is a great way to connect yourself with your emotions and true feelings and your hopes and your dreams, your frustrations, and of course, your relationship with God. Prayer can take many forms. Some people pray best by praying aloud. Others write down their prayers. We also have a prayer labyrinth on campus that you can do by yourself. For me, that sort of maze walking helps me focus on one thing at a time and to not be overwhelmed by random thoughts coming in and out of my head. You can connect to your inner spiritual life by doing what you're doing now and tuning into chapel. We've arranged for a variety of folks, both from on and off campus, and your fellow students who will all be involved in each chapel in some way. No matter your denomination or where you are in your faith journey, we hope that you find chapels inspiring and connecting in regards to your faith. And if you have ideas for what you might want to see, in chapel, you're always free to talk to me or a member of the student ministry team. But as much as our inner faith needs tending, our outer faith needs tending as well. And what I mean by outer faith is how our faith interacts with the community around us. We are essentially each other's keeper here on campus. 
We are a community, and has been spoken throughout the semester already, we are here to take care of each other. And I know some folks have already had to quarantine and have maybe gotten off to a rotten start this semester. So we are each other's community in that regard. But being community and having a vibrant faith means being supportive of one another. And check in with your friends and your fellow staff member or your fellow prof and see how things are going. Are they staying healthy? Do they feel connected enough? What might they be needing right now? While some people may request prayers or find the act of checking in to be helpful enough, there are some active ways we can be involved on campus with our faith. An action you can take is wearing masks around campus. That's actively saying that I value your health as much as my own. Connect with people who may be having a hard time. Freshmen are new here, so I'm really looking at sophomores and juniors and seniors. Look out for people who may have moved away from home for the first time. Look out for people who are trying to find a balance between classes, a job, and having a social life. Stay connected to your colleague who may be working remotely this semester. I know it's in some people's natures more than others, but now more than ever, we need folks to step up and check in and take care of our community. There is also community engagement. There are many, many things happening in this town and in this county that need the energy of young folks who have the core values that you possess. There are churches that are doing things that you might want to connect with. You're always free to contact Richard Aguirre, Community Impact Coordinator, with an idea or simply a desire to help outside this campus community. And one message that I want to make sure I say again, I said this to new students during new student orientation, is that college is the perfect time to question, to doubt, to explore, and to expand your faith. But above all, your faith is your own. Your faith doesn't need to look like what your parents say it should. It doesn't need to look like what any of your profs say it should. It doesn't need to look like what your friends say it should, even what your pastor or your church community says it should. Faith is so intimate and so personal that no one way of being faithful looks the same. I spent most of my years in seminary feeling guilty. I was there to study theology, the Bible, and languages, particularly theology. I didn't really connect with prayer. I didn't really connect with things like spiritual direction. I didn't really connect with the spirituality that was being taught at the time. I didn't dislike it. And I certainly didn't not have spirituality. I just felt out of place. And that out of place feeling is so full of guilt. The people into that spirituality, they were so nice. 
and they were so kind, and I did not feel very nice or very kind, but I wanted to be. But having that type of spirituality felt like putting on a sweater that was meant for maybe like an older sibling, but not for you. It just felt wrong on me. Perfect for someone else, but not for me. It was because my faith just didn't look like that. My faith is why I connect so much about this core value this year of passionate learning. Learning about God, and learning about the Bible, and what people have thought about God and the Bible from past centuries to today was what I was passionate about. My faith looked like reading theology. My faith looked like studying Greek. My faith looked like taking a deeper look at the Gospel of John in terms of it being biblical literature and also its context. That was the essence of what my spirituality was about at that point. And my faith has evolved from there, and now I feel that I have a more rounded faith. But there's nothing wrong with being where I was at. And there's nothing wrong with you being where you are. You may be coming to this semester with a lot of doubts. You could be coming to this semester with unbelief. You may have more questions than answers. And what I want to say about that, especially as it relates to our passionate learning core value, is that just like in the classroom, your doubts and questions and struggles and fears and skepticism is welcome. In fact, it's encouraged. I also think it's necessary for you to form your own vibrant faith. Even your skepticism is passionate. It's not ambivalence, which isn't passionate. Your questions may seem out there or not okay. Those questions are passionate. Those aren't detriments to faith. These are the very building blocks of faith. This is the stuff that forms a foundation that you will have for years and years, whether or not you choose to live a life of faith after college. And that time is now. The time is now to ask those questions, to have those doubts, to come to your own sense of understanding. Read things critically. Look at the Bible critically. Take your deepest held beliefs and hold them to the light and see if you see anything new. Ask your profs those hard questions. Ask me hard questions. Ask members of the student ministry team hard questions. If we don't ask the hard stuff, what are we doing? What is our faith for? Is it a faith that serves us or is it just an idea that might serve us? I know we each come to campus, faculty, staff, and students alike, from different backgrounds, and we have different life experiences that shape how we do or don't do faith. And I know for some folks, faith has been a source of trauma. Maybe your church or a pastor told you that you were out and other people were supposedly in. Maybe you did something and then everything in your church life changed. Maybe you saw hypocrites, people who would say or act out one thing at church, but leave church and do the opposite. Once when I was a student here, we were in line for lunch, and a student that I really liked 
said he would never darken the door of a church because his parents would abuse him all day and then act like everything was fine as soon as they entered the church doors. And that is not right. And I'm sorry that there's that experience with some people in the church. And this is, and there are real cases of spiritual abuse, and I don't use that term lightly. If people in the name of religion and spirituality have caused you significant harm that you still carry to this day, that was abuse and it is not right. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about a vibrant faith. If you are listening and that person is you, I am deeply, deeply sorry. I'm sorry that the church is missing out on what you could bring to it. I'm sorry you have to sit with those memories, and I'm sorry that more couldn't be done at the time. So from that, what I want you to know is that Campus Ministries is a safe space. We will not turn you away for your faith, for your lack of it, for your questions about it. We will not turn you away if Christianity is not your religion. We will not turn you away if you are an avowed atheist but just want to know more. We will not turn you away because of your gender identity. We won't turn you away because of your sexual identity. We won't turn you away because of your political leanings. We only ask that you come with an open mind and an attitude of respect for those who may not be in the same place you are right now. So, as a campus full of vibrant faith, how are we going to shape this semester? Are we going to bring our questions? Are we going to seek out answers? Are we going to show the love of God to others? As we figure out what vibrant faith means for us, may we seek to listen, understand, and show the love of God. Flood this place in 
Pray. 
I offer you the opportunity to bow your heads as we pray. Well, Father God, we appreciate the opportunity to have the ability of our limbs and the soundness of our mind. We're thankful for life and the ability to have that life more abundantly because we know that we value you and we value your life and the life that you live and the life that you got on the cross for our sins. Father God, as we go throughout the rest of the day, we pray that everything that transpired during this morning resonates with us, that we go throughout our day and we understand that you are our life and that you are us and that we are you, Father God. We don't take that for granted. We don't take anything that you have done for us and what you're gonna do for us for, for granted, Father God. And we'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. To everyone who is with us on live stream and in the fellowship hall, we appreciate your presence. We value your time for even coming to join us today. And go throughout the rest of the day in peace and have a good rest of the day.